This is In the Know for Wednesday, May 25, the 145th day of 2022. There are 220 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll have uh, the return of the water cooler question. It will be your chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I, yesterday, I troubled you, or at least concerned you briefly, about the Jif peanut butter recall. <laughs> yes. Today, I learned that you may actually be a crunchy peanut butter fan and don't know it. Mm, I highly doubt that. You sure? Mm, yeah. Okay. Turns out there's a difference between people who like creamy and those who like crunchy. 63% of those who prefer crunchy uh, peanut butter describe themselves as optimists compared to 56% of those who prefer creamy. But other personality traits for creamy fans include being more of an early bird and being more introverted. Would those be you? Okay. I- I'm not an optimist. I'm not an early bird, and I'm not an introvert. Yeah, but so if, yeah, okay. And the the crunchy counterparts, though, on the other hand, are more likely to be night owls and extroverts. So the, did we get it right? You Probably. should like You should like creamy and not to, not crunchy? Okay. I think so. So long as you can get your G peanut butter, you're yes. happy, correct? Yes. All right, that, that makes very, very good sense. Over there in chair number two, we say good morning. And welcome back. He's the tallest banker you know. I still put it together, you know. Old high pockets. Mr. Stephen Smith. Good morning, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, you're all like you're soft and understated over there. What, being smooth like LL Cool J? I was trying to figure out what kind of peanut butter I like. Are you a creamy or are you a crunchy peanut butter? Lover? Actually, I like the peanut butter balls that you buy, like the Skippy peanut butter bites. Oh, okay. Game changer if you've never had them. Okay. I was not aware of that. But I can I can go either way on creamier, crunchy. Okay. So long as you slather between two slices of bread, you're good. Yep. What's uh, been happening? What's been happening with you, and maybe even uh, more broadly the the Smith family? I notice you're a year away from having a an, an extra driver in your house. We are. Yeah. Um, he's uh, Eli turned 15 recently. Hannah's 12, and involved in all things basketball. And, <laughs> um, vacations coming up. Made a made a big life change last night and bought a pontoon boat. Uh oh, so. on a pontoon. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I haven't made up my mind yet. It's Heather's idea. So when we're bankrupt because of buying gas for it, right. please everyone remember this was not mine. Is she the captain or are you the captain? Well, I proclaimed last night to Eli that I was the captain and he was the first mate, which he thought was cool. But uh-huh. yeah. so does that make him Gilligan? Actually, he likes Gilligan, oddly enough. <laughs> There's a 15-year-old boy right now. It would make sense. But, I mean, so, but if it was her idea, there has to be some captaindom in here for her. If she's going to get the blame, she should also get the credit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Can we go back to the peanut butter thing? <laughs> you said, but you said vacation's coming up. We've got a segment later on about travel destinations. I'll be anxious to see if any yeah. of our travel destinations 
uh, line up with uh, uh, the uh, travel locations for you all. Cool. So good to see you. Glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, Rainy, more storms later today. So it's going to look nice throughout the majority of the middle of the day, and then we could see some rain move back in this evening. We'll see rain gradually moving east on Friday. Friday is going to be kind of a cool day. Um, but we'll see some more sunshine into the weekend. I still think the Saturday is looking uh, pretty nice. Now they've taken all the rain chance. Well, they've taken a 20% chance of rain and left it in the forecast for Saturday, a high of 76, so about three degrees cooler than what we thought yesterday. But Friday, I, I just believe for those of you who are monitoring your T-ball forecast, I think Friday <laughs> evening is going to be uh, challenging because of the amount of rain and the cool temperatures and just not enough warmth to dry out but uh, obviously don't take my word for it you know wait for the official word but we'll see some thunderstorms later today 80 percent chance a high of 86 see thunderstorms tonight and a 68 uh, uh temperature is the low and then thunderstorms tomorrow and a high of 75 so 75 tomorrow 67 on friday and it will not kick off our memorial day weekend very nicely but at least we're holding off on saturday sunday and monday being increasingly warm as we get throughout and then into the low 90s potentially next week most of what the nation is talking about today is the school uh shooting tragedy in texas in i think it's uvalde texas where 19 kids two teachers were killed yesterday in uh, another act of of senseless violence and it makes it very hard on a day like it makes it hard on days like today uh, to come in and have to offer commentary on yet another situation like this because there's very little that I uh, or any of us could offer that would change the ideology or the belief of where you happen to be on the issues of guns and school safety and et cetera. You know, it, it does break my heart to think of uh, whether it's Columbine or Heath High School or Marshall County High School, or Marjorie Stone Douglas, or um, Sandy Hook, mm. or, you know, we now when I go through the list, we're getting to the point where I struggle to get, well, am I remembering them all? And there are multiple ones, in, and that, that those are just the school involved. That doesn't involve church-related shootings, et cetera. And so... I, I believe there's nothing I can say that's going to change the mind of anyone on where they are on the position on where the problem may lie. But I, I do think that it is important in this process on days like today to try and set aside the issues of just the gun specifically, because that the gun aspect is a, is a polarizing issue that people get entrenched on one side or another and there seems to be no no middle ground or no common ground when the debate gets charged about our second amendment and what we're entitled to etc but i don't i also don't know any uh, rightfully owning gun rightfully gun owning american who would say that mentally ill people need to have guns and so there has to be some like we, 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 if we want change, if we want these things to stop, we are going to have to do some things differently. And it's not just as simple as regulating guns or who gets them. So that's why on a day like today, I, I would like for us to try and set aside. Let's put let's put the gun portion of this over here on the edge of the table just for today, and let's try to look at some of the other issues 
that go along with this and see if maybe if we can't solve the gun issue easily, can we more easily solve some of the other issues that are causing these types of events? I do think we can all agree. I would hope that we can all agree. We have a serious mental health problem in our country. And more greatly, we have an evil and sin problem in our country. And until we are willing to address some of those things, some of the, all the laws you can pass, all the restrictions you can pass are not going to change the evil and the sin until we try to work at root causes of those things. Because the byproducts of, of mental illness or of sin or of hate or of the byproducts of those things are shootings with guns. But if there weren't guns, there would be something else that mm. this evil would manifest itself into. So on a day like today, it was very easy for us to say too many guns, not enough guns, not enough people, not not the right people with guns to, you know, there's not enough background. There's not, we can, you can talk those things all the way through. I, I get that. And you where you are where you are, but let's treat root cause. And, and I, and I'm a firm believer that in my 50 years on earth, I have seen the journey where we were 50 years ago to where we are today, and I can say there were some key points along the way where we took the wrong turn as a society, and it has led us to the path of where we are today. If you could just, if you could just roll it back in reverse, if you could just stop the tape and go in reverse all the way back to the early 1970s and maybe even into the late 60s before I was on Earth. Maybe your experience is different, but I just see where we've lost our way on many things in our country that's leading us to an increased number of evil-based, sinful acts that involve hate or mental illness or... and. How do we get to a different outcome? And I don't think it's just as simple as more laws. I was thinking this morning, anticipating this, this obviously being a big um, item of discussion right now, and I really thought very, very well said, by the way, exactly what I was thinking. There's nothing I can say, number one, to change anybody's opinion. Uh, but number two, you know, there's people mourning the death of their child. Um, I think we owe some respect to society to let those people mourn without standing out on the street corner, waving a banner for whatever side you're on. I try to not let social media dictate my, um, uh, my mood, but I saw something last night that was kind of aggravating that someone was sharing their ideas, um, indirectly, you know, it was pointed toward the, uh, conservative thoughts on, on guns and things. But, um, you're right. I, I heard a man one time. He he said the the farther chronologically we get away from Jesus Christ living on this earth, the farther we get away from Him spiritually too. And I think that that speaks to your um, your evil and your sin comment probably mm-hmm. more than more than anything else. You and I believe that, but I, I I wish we could make other people see that as well. I've lived a I've very the the fifty years of my life happens to coincide with the true advent of the technology age 
access to information, information, the degradation of the nuclear family, if you will, the lack of presence from uh, the lack of presence from fathers in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, we are blurring the lines of roles in the home. We are we are drifting further from a biblical worldview, and then people wonder how what why are we where we are? Well. Those of us who who live in faith and an understanding of what's expected of us, I think we get to the answer sooner. And I can't force somebody to get to that answer. You know, all I can just say is, well, I kind of see why we are where we are. And I see the glorified violence that we have on television. I see the devaluing of human life that a person who is mentally ill or unstable, they're hurting because of something. And they just think, well... My only recourse is to go out and um, shoot my grandmother and then just go to the nearest school building I can find and inflict terror on people. That really doesn't – that's not a gun problem. That, that's, that's not, that's not – a, a gun is a part of the equation that becomes a problem for people, but that's not the root cause. Like that's not, that's not the source. So I just think – I talk a lot about trying to be honest with ourselves. Like, okay, we sometimes get distracted by the things that aren't really the thing that's going on. Let's be honest and face facts and say, this is our issue. This, until we do this differently, you can do all the things you want to over here and it's not going, it's not, it's not going to change. And it's, uh, it's regretful. And I, I feel bad for, we haven't had to yet, but I feel bad for the parents that are having to have conversations with their kids, Mm -hmm. you know, kids that ask questions and go. (laughs) What's this all about? And then trying to make sense of it and explain it in a way. It's a, complica- it's a complicated, complex issue, being able to deliver it in a way and just say, well, here's what's going on. And so all you can kind of do is hug them tightly and try to make the most sense of it as you can and pray to God that it never happens to you. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. All right, some of the other headlines today. Uh, Grayson County is part of the 12 counties in Kentucky that will be undergoing a state audit of a primary election day. It's completely a luck of the draw. They draw 12 out every year, and it just happened to be Grayson County's year. Not much information on when that will happen. But we, along with uh, Nicholas, Monroe, Graves, it's kind of funny to see how Similarly, similarly, we line up with Graves County on so many issues, and we had a 12 in 100. We had a 10% chance of getting in the lottery, and they're also in it, too. Uh, Metcalf, Jackson, Hopkins, Powell, Rockcastle counties are some of the ones. I also saw where there's only one re-canvas request in the entire state, so I would doubt that any of these 12 audits are going to find anything uh, startling because there's. I think it's the Republican third district congressional race, the uh, opposite side of the Morgan McGarvey Attica Scott race that uh, they would ask for a re in that election. Otherwise, not much going on. So an audit and a re is two different things. Yeah, they are. The audit is basically just kind of what it implies. It's run by the attorney general's office instead of the state auditor's office, but they just come in and just do a random, I, we, I would call it like a spot inspection right. to look at procedures and go, here's how you manage the election. You follow the procedures and the protocols. Your machines say this, your announced results say this. And you know, if you're doing it right, then I don't think there's any reason to any reason to worry. But I will also say that there's rarely an audit of any kind where they come back and go, 
One hundred percent. Yeah, you did. You did every single thing right. That's kind of the job of auditors. Even when they, even if it's right, auditors sometimes say you might consider doing this to maintain your one hundred percent. Or so that's just kind of the nature of the. It's there to serve as an independent set of eyes to make sure that we're doing it the best we can. Best we can do it. Hopefully, they're really picky on something. That means they didn't find anything really yeah, big. Yeah, that's that's the shining kind of shining a spotlight. Uh, the governors of Kentucky and Indiana have applied for a $1.66 billion in funding to improve the Brent Spence Bridge span in northern Kentucky. It carries both I-71 and I-75 across the Ohio River. Between Covington and Cincinnati, it carries 160,000 vehicles per day. It was constructed in 1963. It is in much need of rehab, and they're trying to figure out a way to get it repaired or replaced without uh, having to put a toll on that bridge, which uh, obviously would take a long time to pay for. Details are now out on the premium book is now online with details about competitions at the Kentucky State Fair. If you want to compete, there are more than 5,000 cash prizes and blue ribbons awarded each year at the fair for baking, livestock, art, crafts, and gardening. Miss Buckles, how about you put some (laughs) – how about some dehydrated fruit Um. in the – that's what you've been working on. Is it prize winning yet? Oh, honey, no. No? No. Okay. No, I I, I have a little ways to go on perfecting that. Anything else Anything else that you've got that you'd enter in? I mean, if Daddy had a cow or something, I oh, would I would could, do that. Could, well, but I have a feeling Caden would beat me to that one. Probably. Well, maybe so, he's busy showing goats. Maybe. And you can show, you can show cattle. Uh, Stephen, anything you need to enter in the state I'm a, fair? I'm a little interested in the dehydrated fruit i've taken a liking in the last few months to banana chips where where are we at on those um i'm getting better i'm getting better i don't think i left them in long enough this time and i think i sliced them too thick so i'm gonna give it a whirl banana chip yes would you like to have not the the goal so i'm going to try it again um saturday it it takes a lot of time yeah more time than you would expect would you like to have some trial and error banana chips because she has plenty of no i wouldn't let him even try that no yeah i'm kind of i'm the guy that once you once you're dialing in the intricacies at the end i'll go there i don't i don't really want them now my apples they're they're decent um but the bananas I didn't want to leave it on, and I had to go to bed. It was kind of one of those things. Well, I didn't have to, but I was like winking, blinking, and not. So, yeah. um, but I think I, the next go round will be a lot better. I walked in the house the other day, and that dehydrator was purring, and I was like, "What in the world is that thing?" And yeah. so, uh, but uh, I know that story. She will tell that complete story sometime. But it involves the extension office, yes, and Natalie, and that's yes. how she yeah. uh, procured the dehydrator. It's a pretty interesting machine how it mm-hmm. works. It's all pretty neat. So we got to get to a break. There are your headlines for the day. Some good, some pretty sad, but uh, we're glad you're here gathered around the campfire. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Geek Pride Day. All right. Well, it is. it coincides with the 1977 release of the first Star Wars movie. That's why it's uh, so we get May the 4th and we get uh, Geek Pride Day. It is tap dance day today. Stephen Smith, uh, widely known to do some soft shoe routines. Is now when you want to meet him. He's, he, he's one of the lightest on his feet you've ever seen. It's almost like floating on air. <laughs> Doing a little. Matter of fact, he is scheduled to star in the reboot of Singing in the Rain. Oh, dear. <laughs> Have you ever seen Riverdance live? 
yes, I have. I, I know my redneck isms would probably be more pronounced, but I'm I'm pretty cultured on some things. <laughs> and I've been to Riverdance, and man, you talk about gliding. Those guys, yeah, woo, it just literally floating looks across like the stage, le- levitating. But, yeah. uh, but somehow they got to make that clicking sound, so you know they're making contact. Yeah. I appreciate you saying I was soft soul. That would be more my. Oh yeah, well, uh, I think I said soft shoe. Soft shoe, but that, yeah. but you can't have soft shoes without having soft soles of your shoes. True. Yeah. So maybe you're soft soled plurally. So that'd be fine. Yeah. And then it's brown bagot day today. <laughs> So you brown bag it to the bank most days. You take your brown bag lunch. and I am 1.1 miles away from home. Yeah. And typically my okay. couch sees me at lunch for I don't blame a few you. minutes. Yeah. No. That's pretty convenient. Yeah. Now I brown bag from the kitchen to the couch. Yeah, I will do that. <laughs> uh, you, you order DoorDash from your couch from the kitchen. <laughs> uh, they're called, your DoorDash drivers are called your children. I got it. That, that right. works. Yep. Here are the most popular popular destinations for travel around the world. Around the world, and this is this is a new survey that's produced from uh, TikTok. I've never uh, I can't say that I've never been on TikTok because that would be untrue. But here's been the limit of my TikTok. Misty sends me something that I must see. And to see it, I have to click it, and it opens on TikTok. Other than that, I turn around and leave immediately. Yeah, that's my extent as well. So I'm like, I don't want to get down in the weeds on that because I feel like I could get lost. You, you could, yeah. Pretty easily, so I just uh, I just avoid it. Uh, according to Next Vacay, the top ten list of most viewed attractions include Stonehenge in Salisbury, England at number ten. If I were in England and I were within a hundred miles of Stonehenge, I think I would insist on seeing it. But I would need to know: Did they stand it back up after Clark Griswold backed into it? <laughs> I've seen some pictures of it from before then, but I saw it get knocked over in a movie. Yep. So unless you can tell me that someone stood it back up, you might not trick me into that. See, that's what they don't tell you. They're still relying on people to come and look, and they get there, and they go, oh, it's all knocked down, thanks to Clark Griswold. <laughs> then followed by Yosemite National Park in California. This is global. This is global. Then the Hoover Dam. Hmm. Then the Golden Gate Bridge. Then the Las Vegas Strip. Then you get into the top five. It's the Grand Canyon, the Taj Mahal, the Eiffel Tower, mm. Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Is that that building? Well, There's a building in Dubai that's very iconic. It's B-U-R-J Khalifa, as in Wiz. It's number two. It's number two. I would think that I should know it. Better if it's the number two attraction in and the world. And if we're doing Khalifa, like that's <laughs> as in Wiz, as in Wiz, Khalifa. we clearly don't know. Okay, yeah. all right. And then the number one spot, mm. Stephen Smith's favorite, Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, <laughs> number one global destination. Now I have it on good authority, Mister Smith, finally um, caved. 
and agreed to uh, haul the Smith family. Mr. Smith goes to Orlando. <laughs> There'll be more than Stonehenge knocked down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do not have a Stonehenge replica okay. at Disney World. They do have an Eiffel Tower replica at Disney World, but they, you've also seen the one on the Las Vegas Strip probably. Um, uh, you're still in on Disney World? Well, I made a suggestion if we would cancel the Disney trip, we'd buy a boat. Ah, so it was a trade. Oh. Well, no. No. Oh. That trip hadn't been canceled, to my oh, knowledge, and we own a boat now. So <laughs> it would appear I've lost on both accounts. So you floated it as a consideration, and the consideration was... You got played. ...was denied. No. I I kind of made the, ult- the ultimatum. No, you won't buy it. And I said, if you'll cancel that trip, I will. And then, and then miraculously, the... The boat and the price hinged Monday night to what we were, what I was willing to go. Okay, and kind of the stars aligned, and the Disney trip really didn't get brought up. (laughs) Of course, it didn't. Listen, you don't go kicking over rocks that don't need to be kicked over. There's few people I know that share my opinion. Now we are doing three days Disney, three days Universal. I don't know if that's okay with you. Otherwise known as otherwise known as theme park adultery. I get it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. right, Uh but. I mean, I was looking at the list. I've got, I've been Grand Canyon, Vegas Strip, Hoover Dam. I've got a few of those. Yeah, I was, and I have uh, done Walt Disney World once before. Yeah, this will fact, be my I know last you trip. saw you saw some celebrities when you were there last <laughs> at Epcot. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you saw a very famous celebrity, Dennis Reno Buckles. Yep, walked right past him, and I was like, "That's got to be." <laughs> and Denny. you didn't even and ask then, for his autograph. And then later, you and I were talking. And he was like, "Well, Dad would have been there that time." Uh, yeah, I was like, that was right. I'm pretty Denny. sure I saw him. If I've been to Yosemite, I was very young when I went there, so I need to go again just to make sure. But um, been up to the Hoover Dam, not actually been on the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. uh, been to it by water. Uh, Golden Gate Bridge, been there, been to the Las Vegas Strip, been to the Grand Canyon, been to the floor of the Grand Canyon by yes. helicopter uh, was the, really day, cool. the day before we got married. That was a wonderful experience. And then I, we've been to Disney World a couple of times. Yeah. So there are the there are the the summer destinations. I, See, it's, I'm it's lobbying either, for SeaWorld. It's either three or four. four I know times. I'll never get in. Is SeaWorld adultery as well. I think nope. I'm getting I'm getting him a little bit closer to SeaWorld, but I don't, I don't think I'll ever get Universal. Yes. SeaWorld fits in the zoo category. SeaWorld's considered a zoo. It's a it's just a, genre. It's just a zoo for wet animals. So. <laughs> So this fall break, we do have another trip planned this summer, or did have before. You know, pre-boat plans and uh, post-boat plans yeah. may be different. We're going to go to Chicago. We've never done Chicago. Okay. That toddling town? And just check it out and then spend a couple of days in the Indiana Dunes at Lake Michigan. Okay. Just, again, to try it out. Sounds good. You might, when you pack your snack bags for your summer travel, you may be on the lookout for a new collaboration, which I think is probably yucky. But it's Oreos and Ritz together. An Oreo cookie with Ritz crackers. The Oreo dates back to 1912. The Ritz launched in 1934. And yet the corporate umbrella under which both brands have been since 2012 have created a hybrid where you put the two together. You can look up a photo online. Yeah, the you sandwich the Ritz outside the Oreo. Yes, the outer portion of the Ritz. There they are. Uh, Oh, oh, wait a minute. Look like to be some peanut butter. It's peanut butter. It's half of a Ritz. Half of a nab, and half of an Oreo. (laughs) (laughs) 
Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. See, Who am I kidding? Give me a box of them. Well, so my thing, I don't like cream filling in anything. So I would be okay if you took the cream filling out because you have peanut butter, Ritz crackers, and then the chocolate cookie. I could Peanut do butter and chocolate are home run hitters. Yeah. I would have told you that I didn't want salty sweet. But then the Thomases made me eat my words. They have this peanut mix that has salty and it has sesame sticks in it, but it also has candy corn in it. And mm. like, well, you don't turn down my bag of snack mix at the airport. Or no, that's true. That's true. It is, it is sweet and salty, but that I kind of know what I'm getting in that. When people mix it together <laughs> and they say, try that, it's salty and sweet. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I've had some fruit desserts with a pretzel crust that you know there, yeah. there's a strawberry mm-hmm. gelatin something that's got yes. a pretzel i've had crust that before i don't good. care for pretzels so. so grab your oreo and ritz cookie <laughs> mac mash up but then also grab a 12 pack of mountain dew's tropical punch Ew. it's making a comeback after 11 years steven as a native edmondson county and are is your blood made with mountain dew we had actually <laughs> and i tell my kids this all the time we had very little any type of soda. Of course, at that time, everything was a Coke, uh-huh. yeah. and that and that was really a treat. I didn't get onto the Mountain Dew game until Code Red came out, mm-hmm. and I am a fan of Code Red. Okay. Um, and Eli likes some of the newer flavors. He'll get one of those every once well, in a while. Well, Eli liked this. It's called Typhoon Dew. Um, it's tropical flavor. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's hard to get him away from a Dr. Pepper, though. He mm. does like some flavors, but Dr. Pepper's his go-to. Okay. Just straight up Dr. Pepper? Straight Dr. Pepper. I will drink Diet Dr. Pepper. That's one of the few, if, well, it's probably the only dark beverage that I drink now. A Florida man blew up a mailbox over a landscaping payment. A Brevard County, Florida man is accused of blowing up the mailbox of a landscaping customer over a dispute about a payment. The sheriff's office arrested 29-year-old Peter uh, Dusek on Friday. He says they showed up at the. They say he showed up at the home in uh, on Merritt Island Thursday to pick up payment for landscaping services from the previous owner of the home. But the owner of the home said he told Dusek to come to the house Friday before two p.m. and he would not be home until late. He allegedly talked to the owner's mother, who reiterated her son was not home. So he drove down the road, turned around, put something in the mailbox a few minutes later, and it exploded. Does that guy look like a landscaper? Well. I, this is one of those things. He looks I, like an herbalist. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to assume there's a little bit more to the story. We yes. don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's more to it. <laughs> and then this story made me laugh because I can see exactly this happening locally. Police in Iberia Parish, Louisiana. Okay, we have an Iberia, Iberia. here. <laughs> Recently arrested two men in connection with an illegal heavy haul that resulted in property damage and a power outage. At 3.30 a.m. May 22nd, the sheriff's office responded to Burrard Road for a report of an illegal transport of a house. When officers arrived on scene, they found an abandoned truck, trailer, and house blocking the entire road. Oh, dear. The owner of the house, 46-year-old Tony (laughs) Dominique, was instructed and warned by sheriff's office officials that proper permits needed to be acquired before moving, those instructions were ignored. They continued to move the house. Many mailboxes and road signs and trees were damaged. They took out power lines, and then they just abandoned it. <laughs> they just decided they had overplayed their hand and just went on home. 
Is this like, a connection to the one before about the guy blowing up the? Is there any correlation they're here? First cousins, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> they look very, very similar. But I can just see, you know, you get so far into it, and you just go. Yeah. We don't yeah. got this. I think we just better go on. <laughs> so just left it sitting we in the middle of the road. Right. We got to get to a break. The water cooler question is coming up. Your chance to win tickets to the Lone Star Rodeo. Right ahead here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. All right, which of these is the best insult that doesn't involve profanity? All right, you'll get to decide. Which of these is the best insult that doesn't involve profanity? Number one, I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. Hmm, that's not a bad one. You couldn't pour water out of a boot if the instructions were on the sole. <laughs> I just like that one. Yeah, that's like pretty that good too. Uh, your gene pool could use a little chlorine. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyone who ever loved you was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a before picture. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I treasure the time I don't spend with you. <laughs> If I wanted to hurt myself, I'd climb up to your ego and jump off to your IQ. <laughs> and I hope your day is as pleasant as you are. See, that's that's one I, I would like to use. The old, you have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. You know, the old shut up, talk to the hand, you have a blessed day routine. Yeah. The answer is first concert. No one oh. successfully guessed your first concert. I know mine. I, uh, but I mean, 8%, that makes sense. I, think. I saw many concert. Well, I shouldn't say, I don't know if I can say many. I don't know all the concerts that I saw before <laughs> I remembered them. Like my parents took us to see the Oak Ridge boys. We went to a bunch of like church concerts and just things that I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But what I consider my first concert, the first concert I went to by myself with my friends was journey at freedom hall, the raised on radio tour. Okay. So what I consider my first con- concert was with my daddy to see Reba. I'll, that'll work. That's unless there's one I, my mama's watching, so she might correct I me. I think for me, and like you say, I'm defining concert, went to a lot of different things, but I think for me it was Willie Nelson in a place called Skullbone, Tennessee. Mm, okay. You ever see a concert at? Twitty City? No. No. All right. Um, also, yesterday I started, I don't know that I can keep this up every day. Why is that funny? Or no, what's I, weird? I've been to Twitty City. Right? Yeah, I think you probably yeah. have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I Yesterday we told you that a ninny hammer was a fool, like an old-timey word, that if you really want to slide one in on somebody, call them a ninny hammer, and they won't know it. The last two and a half to three years, we have seen a huge... I don't know if it's a resurgence, but we'll just call it a surgence, insurgence, of what's called an ultra-crepidarian. An ultra-crepidarian is a person with opinions on subjects beyond their knowledge. (laughs) For instance, epidemiology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crepidarian. Ultra-crepidarian. Is it one word? Ultra-crepidarian, one word, yeah. Interesting. Person, basically a person who doesn't know what they're talking about. Hmm. 
That also lines up with my adage that, you know, I learned over the last couple of years. He who knows the least knows it the loudest. That's yeah. true. You said ninny hammer. I've got a lady at work that when I say something silly and she, as she's laughing, she calls me a ninny. <laughs> but I didn't know there was a. Well, but I thought maybe that would have come from Cottonhead and Ninny Muggins from Elf. Right. But we we decided yesterday that Cottonhead and Ninny Muggins was probably a derivative of Will Ferrell knowing the word Ninny Hammer. Yeah. And then, or, or maybe John Favreau because he was involved in that film. Today's highlight in history. Two years ago today, George Floyd died. Hmm. Um, this day in 1787, Constitutional Convention began at the Pennsylvania State House. John F. Kennedy told Congress we were going to the moon this date in 1961. The Gateway Arch was dedicated this date in 1968. Got a bone to pick with Jeopardy. Last week, the uh, final Jeopardy question was about national parks, and they identified it was, uh, you know, whatever, like a 12-acre or whatever the acreage is that sits on the Mississippi River, and I knew that it was the Gateway Arch. And on Jeopardy, they accepted the proper response of the St. Louis Arch. And I was like, that's not right. It's the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. And hmm. so, but they accepted it. How did, dare they? Did you lodge a complaint? <clears throat> no, not yet. Sheldon? But, but my parents and I, but my parents and I bellyached about it. All three of us. We said they shouldn't do that. They're pickier about other things. Could I ask for a re-canvas of the school? <laughs> Sternly worded tweet. <laughs> Star Wars opened this day in 1977. And then, this day in 2016, Amber Heard filed for divorce from Johnny Depp. To which just this has been going on for six years. That's one I've not tried to follow at all. Well, I, so this has been hard to escape. Clue yeah. anything. Birthdays today Sir Ian McKellen is 83. Frank Oz, who did many things, Muppeteer, but also is the voice of Yoda. 78 today. Connie Selica is 67. Mike Myers is 59. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Anne Hayes is 53 today. Octavia Spencer is 52. Molly Sims is 49. Allie Raisman is 28. Gone but not forgotten. Ralph Waldo Emerson, born in 1803. Igor Sikorsky in 1889. He was the engineer who developed the first successful helicopter. Bunch of other dudes came up with unsuccessful <laughs> helicopters, but Sikorsky, he had the first successful one. Tom T. Hall, 1936. Dixie Carter, 1939. Designing women to you. Stephen, did I deprive you of any ponderance? I know oftentimes you come to the show, you come prepared with a ponderance of your own, and I don't like to thwart your attempts. So anything you need to add? I, I had one, but it's really not. it's not that great. Okay. You rather? Are you saying you'd like to pass and maybe do two next time? Um, I'll definitely pass this one. I'm not sure if I can conjure up two next time. But <laughs> of course, it could be tomorrow or it could be 24 years from now. The way our schedule goes, you never quite know. But yet Don't again, give me too much notice. It was confirmed. Give him about 12 hours notice. 1944. Nap the King Cole Trio. And straighten up and fly right. Been known to say that a few times. Yes. Straighten up and fly right. How do you not snap your fingers with that song? That's true. I mean, how, how, how can you not? 1953, the Les Baxter Orchestra. April in Portugal. Huh? 
Not to be confused with the rain in Spain falls mainly in the dream. Only light, only slightly less well known. That was the first song that I tap danced to. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Tap Dance Day, 1962. Ray Charles was number one. jam i wish i could say that the chart toppers got a lot better but they really don't 1971 the honeycomb number one with one ads 80 funky town from lips inc soldier of love donny osmond in 89 natalie and brulia torn in 98 timbaland give it to me in 07 and florida georgia line holy number one six years ago today Stephen, thanks for coming in. Yes, thanks. Thank you. Always fun. Good to see yes. you, as always. Uh, and happy birthday to the bank, too. I know you all are celebrating, right? Yeah. The Sicilian Bank celebrating a big bank this yeah. uh, big uh, birthday this 119. week. 119. 119. Wow. You don't look a day over 109. Right. <laughs> so, we'll say congrats to everybody for me. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Stop waiting for the right time because time isn't waiting for you. Stop waiting for the right time because time isn't waiting for you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Stephen Smith, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.